I can hide behind it a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. You know that uh, verse, um, God's power is made perfect in our weakness? Gosh, I love that verse. It just, you know, it just takes all the pressure off because I'm not a great speaker, but then when I haven't slept at all, who knows what will happen. But, hey, the worse I do, maybe the more power God will have out of the whole thing. So, I mean, I'll just live in that verse for a minute, right? <laughs> it's so good to meet you guys. Thank you so much for, for having us here today. And uh, we love Scotland like a lot. We got to, to come here for the first time last year um, and play at Heart and Sound, and we just fell in love with it. And we were like, hey, can we come back like as soon as possible? We love Scotland. And so they brought us back nine months later, and we're really stoked to be here. So my name's Lane. My wife Carrie's not here right now. Got our DJ and guitar player, Michael and Zach, here with us. Um, so yeah, uh, that video... That's kind of what we do. It's a little bit confusing. It's, uh, it's like, what, so what's going on here? They got hip-hop music, and they're dancing around with a bunch of weird lights and fog machines, and then they're like carrying bags of rice up a hill. None of it really makes any sense, but again, like, that's the cool thing about God. He's like, hey, I'm going to get creative and tr put all these things that were never meant to be together together. So we're musicianaries, missionaries that use music and stunts and videos and whatever other kind of random stuff to, uh, to tell people about Jesus and um, also to live out a few of our favorite verses, uh, including a verse James 127 that says, pure religion in the sight of God the Father looks like this caring for widows and orphans in their distress. And so we, we prioritize evangelism and worship here in the, US, or in the U.S. and here in Europe. And then we take all the money from our music and our concerts and merch and everything and put it towards uh, relief missions and counter-sex trafficking missions in Africa and Asia and stuff like that. Um, We've gotten to do some pretty weird stuff. I'm not saying that in an egotistical way, but it's, it's kind of like <laughs> ended up doing skateboard ministry in North Korea for two weeks. What a strange thing. Like we're going to use skateboards to, to minister to kids in North Korea where it seems like nobody can get into, but yet we're here with skateboards. I don't really understand how it happened. And... We got to live in the country of Myanmar for a year and play massive concerts to like 50,000 people and tell them about Jesus and go on these hikes through jungles with battery-powered speakers and throw dance parties in places without electricity and then spend the night in a hammock under the stars with bombs going off in the background and cannibals just sleeping down the way. It's very strange, but I kind of love it. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you all this because I think we're all supposed to be missionaries. And you don't have to do 
you don't have to go into a war zone um, or go stay the night with cannibals to be a missionary. But maybe you do. I always, I always go, go the way like, oh, you don't have to do this. But I also want to say like, maybe you do. Maybe you do have to just get that crazy idea like, God, maybe you want me to, to sell my house and give everything away tomorrow morning. Maybe he does. God is wild like that, isn't he? Like, and we see that in the Bible, right? He's like, hey, go sell all your stuff and give it away. And I think for most of us, that's like, whoa, like, um, I don't know if God's calling me to do that. Uh, I'll pray about it sometime. Maybe he is. Maybe God wants you to sell all your stuff and give it away and move to some strange country where it's really dangerous. But maybe the mission field is right here on your doorstep. And you've got to pray about which one it is for you. And maybe it's both, which is, which is kind of how we feel. We, we love being in our home country in the U.S. and, and in, in the West, like in Europe, and then doing ministry there, but then also going into, you know, these, these third world countries across the world and doing ministry that there. We, we just feel we kind of have a heart for both. So maybe it's one, maybe it's the other, maybe it's both. But... Uh, you know, maybe the, the front line of the war zone is right here in Scotland, right on your, your front doorstep. So a question I want to ask, and I want you to just keep in, in the back of your mind, is where is your front line? Back to uh, kind of the crazy idea that, that maybe you are supposed to do something that just seems nuts to everybody else. I, I want to encourage anybody that's, that's going down that road that I'm not qualified, and my wife will say the same thing. We're, it wasn't that we were qualified to do these things. We're not, you know, these military, you know, trained, like, just, you know, strong, courageous, brave people to go into, you know, Syria and North Korea. We're, we're really not qualified. We're, I'm a skater punk. Like, I'm the kid that in high school, like, everybody was like, that kid is going nowhere for sure. Like, I literally had teachers say that, like, you're probably not going to do anything. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Um, and, yeah, I, I was, you know, I would get arrested for skateboarding and, you know, wear all these punk jackets. Oh, I guess I still do that. Um, and I still skate, too, actually. I'm still pretty, pretty much the same. But I was kind of the, the kid that, uh, yeah, most people in my small town didn't think was, was going to do anything special. And it's not that I have this... Uh, even any really special gifts, music, I'm really not that naturally talented at. I use auto-tune all the time, if you know what that is. But I use it for Jesus. <laughs> I use it for ministry. And so I just want to encourage you, if you are thinking like, gosh, I, I could never do that. You know, we hear that a lot like, oh, you guys are, you know, carrying bags of rice up mountains to people. 
I, I could never do that. You know, you, you can actually. It's, it's really just pray and be open to God saying, hey, I do want you to do the crazy, dangerous thing that you probably don't want to do. Just be open to it. Sorry, I've got my notes on a, a tiny notebook. Just a second, let me get out my uh, pocket Bible. European uh, airlines, they charge a lot for bags, so we try to keep everything real, you know, real tight. I want you to think about how you can be a missionary right here because you can change the fabric of this city through a McDonald's drive through window. Do you guys have McDonald's? Yeah, okay. Um, you can work at a McDonald's drive through window and change, change this city and be a missionary right there. But you have to go for it. That's my encouragement to you. It's, I think a lot of us stop before the line. We're like, okay, God, like, I did this. You know, I went to church. I went to the Bible study. And, you know, I smiled at somebody today. Like, that's probably enough. And we're not saved by works. But I think God really has so much for us. And, and we stop short of that line and, and call it before it's time. And I think there's so many opportunities that we have to live out that verse, Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven. the two most important things, love God with everything that you have and love your neighbor as yourself. We have so many opportunities to do that. But you got to go for it. Even when it's hard and you do have to give some things up. If you got a Bible, check out Philippians 3, 8 with me and my mini pocket Bible. Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What's more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. I'm going to ask you guys the same thing I ask the kids. What do you want to be when you grow up? <laughs> or how about this? What do you what do you guys do for work? What what do you do for work or life? Look after children. Boom, I mean that's a mission field. No question about that one. You're a pastor, I know that. <laughs> Let's see. You, sir, what do you do for work? Architect. Wow, that's cool. Now, that's an interesting one. I wonder what the mission field is there. Have you thought about that? I bet you have. You're in the front row, so I bet you have thought about that. <laughs> Give me... 
not to put you on the spot, but I'm just really interested now because architect, I didn't see that coming. What's, what's one way that you can kind of be in the mission field at your job? All about building. Team. Nice. Teamwork, building things together. You, you, you've got a few coworkers that you work on stuff with pretty often. That's cool. What about you? What do you do besides sing on the worship team? You guys did great, by the way. You're an architect too? Oh. <laughs> Learning architect. Wow, okay. So you work with people also. Well, so there's, it's a lot of working with people isn't it? Kind of coming back to that verse that we talked about with the kids. They, they will know us by our love. I think the goal is that, that, that we are weird and that people say, like, gosh, what is different about them? I think that opens the door. Like, you know, maybe you're, you're serving coffee or you're working with a team on some architectural things. <laughs> And, and, and people just, they just say, man, what is different? What's different about them? And then they find out you're a Christian. Maybe you don't even talk about it all the time. Maybe they just know that that's, that that's what you believe. And the way that you treat them is just so massively different than it, everybody else treats them. That they, they, want, they want a piece of that. That's really cool. These little tiny notebooks are really confusing on what the next page is. <laughs> Like, whoa, what is going on here? <laughs> it's so good to be with you guys. Pastor Aaron said, he's like, just be yourself. We're pretty chill. We're easy going. So I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to do exactly that, Pastor. Thank you. You guys seem pretty cool. We played a show a few nights ago at Heart and Sound. And uh, you guys know where Heart and Sound is? Youth Center down in Dunfermline. Man, it was wild. It was, it was our second time playing there. And uh, man, we're so inspired by these guys. They, uh, the the, the kind of kids that come through that door and just come and hang out on a Thursday night, they just, they're coming from all different different areas, different backgrounds, and you got, you know, 10 or 20 of them smoking cigarettes behind the building before and after the service, and man, I, it just makes me so happy to see that, because I know that these kids feel so loved that they can come and be themselves there, and they're going to come upstairs to Heart and Sound, and they're, they're going to, they're just going to feel the love from people like Maddie and, and the, the amazing youth leaders that work there and pastors and 
it reminds me of my youth group. Uh, when I was growing up, I, uh, I'm sort of the first Christian in my family, and I was walking across a park one day when I was like 13, and uh, this kind of crazy youth pastor is like, hey, random kid, there's going to be pizza, free pizza and dodgeball at, uh, at church. You should come. And I was like, well, I don't believe in God, but pizza and dodgeball? I can believe in that. So I went. And all the things that I thought I knew about God, all the things that I heard, all the political this and that, and all the things you see or hear, I just, I just saw the polar opposite of, the, opposite of that in the love of these youth workers. And, and so I just started taking step after step towards Jesus because of their love and, and because they just invited me in and they used stuff like pizza and dodgeball as a mission field. And, uh, and they went for it. They came up to me in a park and just said, hey, come hang out. And that's really hard to do. <laughs> My wife's not, uh, not here today, but her story is she kind of grew up in the church and, and fell away after she saw um, just some things that didn't really line up with the Bible and fell pretty hard into hard drugs and alcohol and um, suicide attempts and had a really, really, really hard time. And uh, she was on her way home one day and she was going to go home and see her mom and she stopped at a petrol station and uh, this, she's coming down off drugs um, in a bad situation and she's about to turn around and go back and get more drugs and, and continue down this path and this little old lady uh, comes up to her in the bathroom of this petrol station and says, can I pray for you? And she prays with my wife for three hours in this petrol station bathroom. Three hours. And I mean, that's hard to do anything for three hours. And it's also really hard to approach people who are on drugs and drunk sometimes. I mean, you know, I, I, even myself, I'm like, gosh, they're not going to remember this. Like, I don't think they're hearing what I'm saying. Like, it's so easy to, I mean, it's hard to talk to a, 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 to a sober person, but to that, to, that's really hard to do. And this little old lady, she, she says, can I pray for you? And, and prays for her for three hours. And uh, gosh, I, it changed her life. She, she, she met Jesus that night, and she went home and got into rehab, and she's been sober for about six years. I met her two weeks later after that, and we were married within the year, and now she's a missionary that runs around the world 
living out this book, and, and nobody ever thought that would happen, but this, this little old lady that, that said yes to this scary thing of talking to this girl that did not look friendly, and that changed everything, and so I just think, gosh, what if she didn't? What if, what if this lady wouldn't, what if she would have been like, ah, I'd love to pray for you, but mm, this, it's not going to go well. Like, I mean, she was on like a 12-hour drive to Texas. Like, what an inconvenient thing to do to stop and pray for three hours for somebody who's probably not even going to remember this. But it changed my, wife, my wife's, her whole life and, and my life. And now, ultimately, the kids around the world that she gets to connect with, it, it's, the ripple effect is massive. And what if, what if that lady wouldn't have done that? And I think, uh, you know, Francis Chan says, you know, a lot of us are like, well, if I feel called to, to do this thing, then I will. You know, like, yeah, if I feel called to, to pray for this person or to love this person or to, to donate here, then I'll do that. And Francis Chan's point is, why don't we do it, what the Bible says, and if we're called not to, then let's not. But let's have a bias for action. When, when we see somebody that needs, that we know we need prayed for, let's say, well, I think I, think I know what I need to do, and this is not going to be easy, but I better go do it, because she might turn out like Carrie a bias for action. And I'm so thankful that that lady did that. You guys are all missionaries and and we're called to be missionaries. We're called to to love God and love people and I also want to I also want to just encourage you guys to fall in love with some of these kind of crazy ideas that God has because you know my wife and I uh, uh earlier last year we it was one of those late night crazy ideas we're like what if we you know we'd been kind of toying back and forth with this idea of what if we put you know a quarter or half of our profits from music towards mission work. Like, that would be a lot. Like, you know, not 10%, not 20%, but like half. And then this one night we're kind of, you know, driving after a concert and, and we're like, you know what, what if we, and I'm not saying this in an egotistical way, I'm saying this because this was really a God thing. We said, what if we give 100% of our profits? What if we publicly commit 100% of our profits to missions and not save any of it and keep staying couch surfing at my brother's house? And my wife was like, whoa. Yeah, let's pray about it right now. But I think so. I think let's do it. And we were kind of high on this moment of like, Giving, th- giving more up for God and going harder on it. So I want to encourage you guys, find those crazy ideas in your workplace, in your, in your home, in your family, in your expenses, your finances, um, in your time, and say, gosh, what if, we, what if we went even a little bit harder for God? Because if this book is true, and if God is real, nothing else even comes close to his important 
So what else we got? Where is your mission field? And what are we going to do? Thank you guys so much for listening to me today.